0: You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Raiders! Raider! Everything runs through love.
1: Great to see you again on Locked On at Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network, emergency edition as we are... Switching gears, the month is still September so don't check the calendar but we got hoops on the mind as Texas Tech has now had a 2023-2024 Big 12 basketball schedule released and you out there have maybe had a little bit of time to digest it so let us know what you think in the YouTube comments certainly and we are here to do the same. He's the only Chris Level, I'm Casey Cowan and Chris, we had an idea of somewhat who would be on the schedule and where you would be traveling. Obviously, didn't know the order, but clearly with the different format now for the Big 12 Conference, uh, had a lot of opportunity to kind of wonder what would be good or maybe what would be bad uh, for the Red Raiders or whoever your team is out there because we're not getting everybody again. We wave bye-bye to the round robin, which I got to say, my man, I will miss. It has been entertaining if nothing else. But let's take a look at how the dust settled here with the Red Raider 2023-2024 Big 12 schedule. And as we take a look at it, Chris, you see it right there out of the gates. Austin, Texas, the scene January 6th to open up Big 12 play with the Longhorns. Take it from there, my friend, because I know that's a big one right up front, but they're all big in the best basketball conference in the country.
0: Yeah, you know, I, we obviously, as you mentioned, we already knew um, who you were going to be paired with uh, as far as the home and homes, and then and then the you know the one off games because you've got home and homes versus Texas, TCU, Baylor, Oklahoma State, and then Central Florida. And it, it, it's I know they have the reasons why, but it's just weird because you just have the one game versus Houston. Instead, you're going to Orlando, and and Central Florida is coming to, to Lubbock, so it's not all regional uh, like it could have been. But I think there's reasons why for that. But, yeah, open up uh, at, uh, you know, in Austin. Uh, Obviously, students will not be there uh, or anything like that uh, at that point. And so I guess, yeah, you'll play your last trips to Austin and football and basketball are going to be about what? What is that about five, six weeks apart? Yeah. Um, And then you yeah. And then you won't you won't make those trips anymore. Uh, I don't I don't guess uh, really in either sport, Uh, but you're you're you know, the, the big picture takeaways were this, as you look at the schedule right here on your screen, uh, if you're, if you're watching us, if you're listening to us, I'll just go through it because you, there's no, no trip to the state of Kansas. So Kansas and Kansas state come to Lubbock. You do not go to either, either, you know, school and, and make the return trip. So you don't have to go to, to the state of Kansas. And I think a lot of people picked up on that, you know, cause it's, Oh yeah. For the most part, it's an automatic loss, or it has been for most teams when you go to Fog Allen. It's uh, you, you've pulled it off one time. It was one of the the biggest wins, uh, regular season wins of program history. But it's it's extremely difficult. I've I've experienced way too many of those, and it's just uh, even if you play really really well, it, it, it sometimes it's still not uh, good enough. Uh, and then I think Kansas State's going to be really good on paper again this year, so it doesn't hurt my feelings. You don't have to make the trips there. Um, and keep in mind as you look at the schedule, this is a one-off. this isn't it's not gonna be like the exact opposite next year because you've got Texas and Oklahoma leaving. You've got three games against those schools on this particular schedule, but then next year you're gonna add the two Arizona schools, Utah and Colorado, and then who knows how the heck they're gonna do it with divisions or pods or home and homes or whatever they're gonna do. So this is just a one-off schedule, but, Three of your first five at home, I think is a good thing. Um, I think it's very difficult to like hang in the conference race if you start out sluggish and slow and you're two and four to start out, you obviously have a better chance of of kind of maintaining you know some some relevancy with uh, just by winning your home games early on. you know th- three of your first five are at home, but then granted four of your first seven are on the road. so you kind of you gotta take advantage of those those first, you know, three home games, I guess, if you will, uh, because the trips to Texas and Houston are going to be, as far as the teams waiting on you there, they're going to be extremely difficult. Um, And it's not like Oklahoma State, Kansas State, and BYU are going to be easy because, as you mentioned when we came on, this is the most brutal basketball conference in the country. uh, And there's just no such thing as a gimme. And I'll be honest with you, I don't really know – what to make of like the BYU's, the Cincinnati's, or the Central Floridas? I know what they've been. I know that you know Central Florida had a had a, t- a first round draft pick last year, uh, and he was. They're not supposed to be very good last year, minus him. BYU has had Jimmer Fredette. They've they've kind of had some some guys that they're they're seemingly always pretty good. Cincinnati's been really good in their history, and then they're very average. So those are just total wild cards uh, on on this deal. Um, And then, you you know, one of the other things, because we're talking about this different schedule and this different league, this 14-team league, there's no round-robin anymore, I think it's kind of fascinating. If you skip to the end of the schedule, you don't have it listed on here, but the conference tournament is now an extra day longer. It's going to go from Tuesday to Saturday, not Wednesday to Saturday, and who knows what that looks like you know, next year when you've got 16 teams in this league. Uh, but I'm guessing everybody makes the conference tournament. Uh, there is no buys or anything like that uh, on, on you know, somebody being left out and all those things. I mean, obviously you can get maybe the first four teams get get a buy or something advanced to quarterfinals or whatever it may be. But anyway, it's just a shock to the system a bit to look at. You're going to Orlando, you know, on uh, on February the 10th. Uh, or or it, hold on, hold on, not February the 10th. That's when they, they come to you. You're going there on February the 24th, excuse me. But it's just, I don't know, it's very bizarre. Uh, You're still going to Ames. You're still going to Morgantown. But again, no trip to Kansas. I'll take it. Uh, Oklahoma is not going to play in Lubbock anymore. I guess you're you're making the trip to Norman, but Oklahoma's done making trips to uh, to Lubbock. So there you go. That's pretty much, uh, those were my initial thoughts. We kind of knew a lot of this, just didn't know the order or times or dates or anything like that and you have a bye week for the first time in a long time if you look at that those dates there on january the 20th through the 27th there's going to be a week in between games which this is the first time in a long time and it's because that's where that that big 12 sec challenge would get stuck right there in the middle of of those dates when everybody would kind of play the non-conference game but that is that is no more and so now there's uh you get a kind of a true bye week Uh, everybody's going to get a you know, one of these mixed into their schedule somewhere.
1: Yeah, and it's even more exciting to think about the possibilities of uh, Arizona Wildcats being on a future schedule as, oh, yeah. as well. It's just going to get wilder and woolier in the Big 12 Conference. And, yeah, you're right. That that first stretch there to begin, you you said three of five. um Three of your first five going to be played there at home, so I'm only left to surmise that you are not including the trip to Austin as a home game, although it could be very favorable. <laughs> but that would make it four or five if you wanted to go that route. But just like you said, man, and this is just a statistician's trick, three of five at home sounding great, four of the first seven on the road. Wait, is that tough? <laughs> uh, I don't know how I feel. But, yeah, you're going to have a nice mix there right out of the gates as far as testing yourself. Home and away, and I gotta say, Chris, for that opener in Austin, January sixth, it'll be at seven o'clock against the Longhorns. I'm already thinking of some of these old heads that you've got on your roster now, and some of these guys, by the way, that I think this could actually even be an advantage. Hadn't even been a part of this like emotional hysteria that's you know been there between these two
0: programs. Most of, most of them haven't. And, and so and the lead-off
1: conference play, yeah. I think you're kind of leaning on that a little bit to maybe stay even killed.
0: <laughs> yeah, obviously Chris Beard no longer there and, and all that, but I, I do think you maybe catch a bit of a break with them so early in the conference season, and, and it's a bit tricky. Like when you look at your home dates there with Oklahoma State and Kansas State on January the 9th and the 13th, you don't have students here. It's tougher to have, you know, as is, is enthusiastic crowds and – and all those things when your, when your student section is not there. So that's that's the tricky part is you try to make sure that the locals show up and, and all that because those, those games are meaningful, uh, you know, because they, they count the same as the ones uh, at the end when your students are in town. So you got to take advantage of them when you get those home games, especially the, the Saturday ones. Oh, yeah, and I'm shocked. I don't know uh, who got fired in the league office and forgot to put Kansas – Here in
1: Lubbock when there's no students on campus, but they screwed that one up, I think, February 12th. That's like a proud tradition. Seems like uh, usually send the Jayhawks to town when there's plenty of room for other Jayhawks to buy tickets.
0: Kevin McCullers' McCullers final trip to Lubbock.
1: Oh, really? Something (laughs) worth memorializing, I think, maybe via commemorative plate that we then can chuck on the floor upon entry. Never mind. That's a bad idea. Wait, let's see how we feel when we get to February 12th. We get a little time to cook up some heat. All right, there she lies, Chris. Check it out. And plenty of time to process what we think the Red Raiders are going to be about whenever they hit that stretch in the schedule in the debut season for Grant McCaslin as head coach of the Red Raiders. Chris, thanks for some bonus time here today to talk a little hoops. I know you're always down. And won't
0: be too long, man. We'll be talking it for real, uh, hitting the hardwood. It's it's about a month away. Yeah. I mean, you're you're playing exhibition games in Denton against AM here in a month. And then your first uh your first game is actually as I look at yeah, November the eighth. So I guess it's about five weeks away. And then you know, one because once you start, I mean it's like a runaway train, man. You just start rolling, then everything's happened at the same time when that that season gets going and uh, football's still going and all those things. But uh, yeah, fun time of year is November. Stressful. For some of those the, the, those of us that work in it, uh, when you're trying to keep your head on a swivel with everything going at the same time. But, man, it's a lot of fun because, man, if you love sports, November's your month. God, it's so difficult. that People out there don't know the challenge of keeping
1: your sports cliches separate when you want to say <laughs> two sides of the ball, but you say both ends of the floor and you sound like a total idiot. That's why they get paid the big bucks, folks, to keep that sort of stuff separated and sorted out at all times. Okay. That's why you stay subscribed is so you don't miss an episode like this. that just hits you out of left field, maybe on the drive home or wherever you may be when you're taking it in. We appreciate it. Chris, again, thanks for the time. And for Chris, I'm Casey. We'll see you for the next round on locked on Texas tech.